Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. We're back in the studio today and as always, bringing you the latest information on programs, policies, and initiatives underway here at the Human Resources Command, all in a 20-minute episode. So wherever you're listening to us from, we thank you for being here and catching up on the latest details relevant for you, our customer. Share this podcast with your friends and feel free to rate us. Want a topic covered? Drop us a comment. Today, we have another special episode, Talent Management and our visit at AUSA. I'm talking with representatives from the Talent Alignment and Development Directorate and the Force Shaping Directorate at HRC. My guests today are Colonel William Arnold, Chief of Staff for the Talent Alignment and Development Directorate, also the Acting Director, and Mr. Mark Russo, Deputy Director of the Force Shaping Directorate. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here with me today. All right, so gentlemen, first let's take a moment, tell us uh, a little bit about you, your position, and what you do for the Human Resources Command. Okay, I'll go first, Allie. So uh, Colonel Will Arnold here, the, uh, the Chief of Staff for the Talent Alignment uh, Development Directorate, TAD, as it's known in the building, and as most people outside of the building know that. Uh, currently the Acting Director for another couple of uh, weeks as we bring on the new Director. Uh, been, on a, been in HRC for a little over a year and a half, was previously in the uh, sustainment division in the Legacy Officer, uh, profession, officer Personnel Management Directorate. Um, so what is TAD, right? So TAD is a, is a uh, new directorate that came out of the reorganizational uh, structure that the CG put us on as part of the HRC 2030 vision. Uh, so what, what our directorate comprises of is all the career divisions, uh, all the branches across the Army with all the career managers inside those branches. Uh, we have the command division that, that oversees the command uh, selection process for battalion and brigade and the sergeants majors uh, within the SMND, which is the sergeant major management division, oversees the similar type of activity. And then we also have the colonel management office. So essentially, what, is, what does TAS do? What is mission? I'm just going to use the name in and of, in of itself. So talent. Uh, talent is the people, so really it's the attributes, the skills, the knowledge, uh, the behaviors behind those people. Uh, the alignment piece of our, of our title is aligning our people, aligning those talents, those knowledge, skills, and behaviors to the requirements uh, that the Army requires our people to be in. Whether it's an assignment requirement, uh, a school requirement, or whatever the requirement is, uh, we try to align our people uh, using the talents and the attributes that they have to, to the mission requirements. Uh, and then you have development. Really the, the other core function of, of, of the TAD and of HRC in of itself is being able to manage the career of the people, of the people from enlisted warrant officer and officer. Uh, being able to advise them on their career path, what their education, training, and, and, and assignment requirements are to carry them into the future as we, as we born out our next strategic leaders. Um, and so that's really what we do in TAD. Really the core function of HRC is to distribute people across the Army and to manage those people. And so that's kind of how we're de designed and how we're developed and how we reorganized. Okay, thank you, sir. And you said some key points about people and you define those. So, um, you know, take notice, audience. We're also talking about what was formerly OPMD versus EPMD, and soon we're going to hear from FSD. Um, but we also talked about the vision. So our vision going forward is 
customer centric, right? Enhancing the customer experience. And who's our customers? Units, soldiers, right? And their families. So um, that's, that's uh, just that in a gist. Go ahead, Mr. Russo. So Mark Russo, I'm the deputy for the Force Shaping Directorate. I've been in HRC entirely too long. So I've been here since 2006 uh, in various positions. Uh, culminating kind of in, in the force shaping director. Colonel Chris Luke is, is our director. Uh, he's been here for about six months and will be here for about another eight months. So, so again, a new directorate in, in uh, HRC. The old O, the old E, we are now merged into people management, right? So they have, on the TAD side, they manage officers, enlisted and warrant officers. On our side, we do the same thing. However, if he is spaces, I am spaces, right? So in the force shaping, Directorate, we, we shape the inventory and then we create or we identify the requirements for units in the Army. Uh, we don't manage people, we manage the requirements for people from accessions uh, to military schools, promotions, retention, and then retirements and separations. That's in one division. The other division is readiness uh, division. Uh, Colonel Miles Gingler creates the requirements for, for TAD to fill, right? Based on ACMG, based on the inventory that we have available to fill units in the Army, to increase Army readiness, right? That's kind of our, that's our driver, is how do we increase Army readiness from cradle to grave? And that's kind of what FSD does in a nutshell. Yeah, and we're talking active component, or are we talking active and reserve component, just compo one? So yeah, we're, yeah. So we're talking only active component yeah. uh, enlisted officers and warrant officers. Yep. And but, so, but what I would say is on, on the reserve, so for RPMD, the Reserve Personnel Management Directorate, um, they're constructed similar to how our two directors are constructed and they do the same thing within HRC for, for AGR officers um, in particular and how they manage those. Yeah, we're gonna do an episode on that next month. So yeah. followed up from here, we'll talk about the reserve component. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. Um, I think that what's also important is both of you have been here uh, as the concept of reorganization came about. And so I, I, tell me, do you think that's a little bit of a legacy? I mean, you, you had your fingerprints in this reorganization and help with that restructuring. Uh, is it a legacy? Is it a legacy for me? No, only because we're still infant in the reorganization. Um, and I think this will be something that we continue to refine over the next year to year to three years. Um, uh, I don't see it as a legacy for me. I see it as, a, as an opportunity um, to shape the future. Uh, I think the legacy are going to be those that are down on the, the ground floor trying to execute uh, the vision as we kind of continue to try to refine bottom up on what we should look like, how our processes should work, and, and how we should really take our our core mission to the next level uh, into the 21st century. Yeah. And, and kind of the same with me, right? So legacy, non-legacy. Yeah, I love being here. But seeing HRC in the last 15 years, you know, we've pretty much done the same thing today as we did it 15 years ago. We've had some minor in, uh, investments in markets and YMAS, and we can talk that all day. But, but where should we be in 2030? Mm -hmm. Right? This is kind of the path that we've started on based on, you know, General Drew's vision of where customer-centric, data-driven organization, yeah. right? No longer it's stubby pencil. It's how does data help us efficiently and effectively 
distribute people to Army units to increase readiness. So I, I think it's, it's a pathway, right? We're not, we're not done yet. Yeah. Uh, it's only we're in this infantry of, of what HRC will be in the future. Yeah. All right, very impactful times. Uh, we'll get into the questions. Let's go to number one. Okay. Um, how was AUSA for you? And what can you share about this year's uh, conference? Okay, AUSA, you want me to go first? Sure. So I, I got a couple of notes here that I think are important for the audience to understand. A uh, couple, three, th three things that, AU what, what does AUSA do? It connects it informs and it synchronizes, right? So if you think of a triangle, um, in the middle of the triangle, you got the Army senior leader priorities uh, and, and what they're focused on over the next year or so. Uh, on the legs of the triangle, you have the audiences that you're trying to inform, connect, and synchronize. So at the base of that, obviously, is our people, right? So that's, that's the force that we have out there, all components. Um, our soldiers, our, our NCOs, our warrant officers, our officers, the leaders, the units, and so forth. And then as you go around the triangle, you have industry there because we're trying to get better and modernize for the future. And then the, honestly, on the other side of the triangle, I think what you have is you have public, i.e. Congress, right? Those folks that, that need to understand what the Army's for, what we're trying to do, and what we're trying to get after. Um, uh, outside of the triangle, there's another audience there. Um, which is external audiences ac across the world, right, uh, across the world. So what do I see USA is, is an opportunity to bring those three legs of the triangle together to understand where the Army's priorities are, um, what's the direction that we're going. Uh, and, and if you understand what, what's happening there, they got several forums that get after the priorities uh, that the Chief of Staff and the Secretary said, you know, war fighting, um, I'm going to get after delivering combat-ready formations. That's really getting the people uh, ready to go if they have to go um, and taking care of the people, the continuous transformation that we're trying to do and that we've been trying to do, um, and then just strengthen the profession, strengthening our people across the board. Um, and so they have different forms that, that there that, that I, I am able to take away not only the priorities when I get to hear the senior leaders talk, but inside the forums, that's open to the public and open to everybody to provide what are you going to do about this, what are you going to do about that. So we have quality of life forums, we got war fighting forums, we got modernization forums that many senior leaders um, present during AUSA. And so we're able to ascertain out of that, I'm able to ascertain as I went through AUSA is, okay, what, where do we fit in from HRC, from TAD, inside those type of priorities and the issues that are getting brought up. So for example, during the, one of the quality of life forums that the senior leaders uh, uh, were there, um, a couple of the issues that were in real time getting brought up that we have from our people and from mm -hmm. the public is, you know, what are we gonna do about healthcare, right? That's, that's an issue in everybody's mind. What are we gonna do about PCSing, yeah. right? That's a big issue in everybody's mind. So my takeaway is let's look at how often we're PCSing people. How, how do, how often, uh, how, what's our turnaround time to get orders into people's hands, those type of things. So that's, that's what I went to AUSA to kind of ascertain. And then at the same time, I was delivering our HRC message. Here's where we're going into 2030 from HRC standpoint. Um, here's what we're focused on being customer centric, transparent, and agile uh, so that we can deliver a better um, uh, customer service into 2030 and where how we reorganize and those type of things. So I carried that message while I was receiving information and understanding what's going on. Yeah. Man, how do I follow that? 
<laughs> so, so for me, all the stuff that Will talked about very eloquently, much better than I. So I, I think for me, um, AUSA was, was about seeing our senior leaders in person in a discussion about what's important to them, which you know, goes all the way down to young private in the, in the trenches. You know, most normal people don't get to see the, the chief mm -hmm. talk or mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the SMA talk, give his guidance. You know, relatively brand new SMA talking to a forum with his other senior non-commissioned officers right next to him is a powerful message, right? And, yeah. and seeing, you know, the 79 Romeos and the Sierras, uh, I think there was a Tangra Victor got, got awarded at that prestigious place. I mean, it's focusing on the soldiers. And to me, how we enable that type of, of, of transparency, that type of activities, I mean, that's our role, right? Is how do we create the environment for both the soldiers to exceed and an army that's ready to, to defend our nation? Mm -hmm. so, so to me, I think the, the ability to interact with senior leaders, uh, I mean, it was kind of cool. I went up and talked to you know, all of them. It was kind of cool. Uh, but there were a lot of, lot of other people there. Like Will said, the public got to hear about the Army. And, and as you know, you know the, the accessions, um, um, the hardness of, of accessions today. Having people, normal people, come hear what the Army story is, where we're working on things like the health care or PCSs. Yeah. We yeah. care about people. We care about readiness. We mm -hmm. care about defending the nation. So having the conglomerate there, both in person and online, right? So most of these forums were streamed online. And, and someone said a number, I'm not sure I believe it, of how many other people listened into those, those forums was powerful, right? Because sure. we're spreading the message of what the Army is doing. And it was, it was a very powerful message. Yeah, cool. I've been once in my career, so um, I can only imagine what it was like right. this year. Very cool. Um, and also, you know, so informative to both of you just spoke about where we are going to go, right, Army of 2030, um, and how this can get woven into some of the actions that we take today can lead us into the future. So thank you for that. Um, let's talk a little bit about where is TAD and FSD today? Um, what, what things are being worked on in each of your directorates? So I always start off that conversation about 9.9 .9 times out of 10 is you can't talk to one or talk with one without talking with the other. Because as we talked in the beginning, we're so connected based off of what are the requirements and what are the people to fill those requirements, sure. what have you. Um, and so, I mean, what are we working on today? Uh, really, what we're, what we're working on is trying to put a roadmap together within the, the CG's vision of HRC 2030 and the campaign plan that we're developing along our lines of effort uh, across HRC and putting a roadmap together on uh, seeing ourselves now uh, and re refining ourselves now, but also trying to see ourselves in the future and put, them on, put us on the roadmap to the future so we can capitalize on all the modernization efforts that, that is really across society, whether it's machine learning or data-centric uh, systems or software, or whatever the case may be. The, the new IPSA uh, has been around since we started doing reorganization. It's understanding what that system can do and how we can bring the, that to bear on our mission to get even better uh, at providing that customer su support. 
Um, so what are we focused on on, on the, the TAD side of the house is um, refining, you know, how do we manage talent? How do we get and understand uh, those KSBs from the personnel so we can better align them to where they want to go, but sure. what the Army needs them to do. Um, that's our ever, that's our ever uh, long-term goal to get better and better at that. Uh, we got to continue to make sure that we're structured properly, uh, that we have the right people in the right positions, and that we have the right capabilities in those positions uh, to be able to carry us forward. Uh, make sure our processes are, re are refined because um, we definitely went from legacy processes to where now we have the ability to start folding together. So it's no longer should be an enlisted process against that policy and an officer process against that policy or law. We're going to try to figure out how do we bring them together. Um, and really the, the other thing is continuous synchronization across the board um, as, as the big efforts that we have going on uh, within TAD. And, and really laying it out in our line of effort based off of the Army people strategy um, and that sure. talent alignment framework that they have mm -hmm. is, you know, we need to acquire and identify, uh, we need to develop and employ, uh, and then we need to re retain as well. And so we're working towards seeing ourselves into the future um, within that. Just really using the, the campaign plan as the backdrop, the operational framework on how we get better every day and how we look to, look to the future. Uh, so that's really what we're focused on trying to build out um, currently in TED. So in FSD, you know, very similar. How do we become more transparent? How do we become more reactive to, to soldiers, families, veterans' needs, all while enabling Army readiness to be as high as it can, right? So that, that compilation of, of very strong factors makes our job, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard. But how do we do that in the future, right? Mm -hmm. We have this data-centric, um, a tool called IPSA, mm -hmm. right, that has more data in one system than any, you know, system that we've ever had. Sure. Uh, and it's at, it's kind of an infancy. We're, what, eight months out from IPSA? Yep. Uh, so so we're, we're working within it. What what can it do in the future? Uh, what kind of information's, information either uh, from the institution or from a soldier? Can we then start driving how, you know, and how and what we do with soldiers? Uh, market evolutions, right? How do we do markets today? If you look back two years ago, no, there wasn't a market. Mm -hmm. It was, I got a phone call. Today, we're showing more people, more opportunities. You know, what can I, so I can go home and talk to my family, hey, here are my opportunities. So it's a better informed, you know, decision when a soldier says, hey, I want to go to X place or Y place, right? Um, so again, I think we're working on the market evolution. What it is today, hell, it might be different tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Strike that again. It might be something different tomorrow as we work through how we improve the data and how we improve the systems that, that use that data. Mm -hmm. um, I think the also the powerful thing of what we're doing now with the E, O, and W for readiness, it's a, it's a unit readiness, right? It's not an S1 or a G1 or a commander doesn't need to call four different people to find out about my unit. Over time, when we complete or when we are continuing the movement to complete in the, the reorg, it's going to be a cop from the Army senior leaders down to, you know, the, the company commander on the ground. that says, oh, here's me. Here's me in the future. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's, that enables Army readiness as we start planning, you know, for the future. Yeah. I think the opportunity is prime because of IPSA being on board because we're starting to see ourselves in a different way as an enterprise 
and I think HRC will do this, we will drive the enterprise to continue to see ourselves a different way. And Mark brought up the markets, for example. Um, we've done it the same way since the market inception, and we haven't gone back and looked at, is this the way we still need to do it? Because the Army has changed since then. The environment has ever changed every year since then, uh, but we kind of stayed constant. Um, so we have the opportunity to look at what's the market to the future and how do we look at that? Mm -hmm. um, because we can get more data uh, and we can get the decisions much faster uh, yeah. as soon as we get it more refined and get it in place. More faster for who, sir? More faster more for, faster for decisions faster for uh, career managers, um, for units, and for the people. Okay. Uh, the individuals. I was like, you sold me when right? you said faster. So the, the, the individuals, right? So right. imagine if you had an automated career mapping tool that allowed you to, to kind of say, I want to be here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we had all this data that come in to help you navigate this uh, DAPAM DA 600-3, which is our career models currently. Sure. Uh, but we have it automated and we had the ability to, to capture all your knowledge, skills, and behaviors. What are the knowledge and skills required of positions along a career path? And if you put, I want to go here, it can give you five different paths sure. and, and help coach you along the way from a career management standpoint. Um, you know, we can get to decisions faster. Yeah. And yeah, so on cool. that, so continue that vein, right? So that, that, again, how do we use IT in the future? Data, AI, machine learning, you name, you pick the term that uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but imagine now once you see that career map, say, hey, here's how I get there. And again, it's not here today, but sometime in the future, maybe we have, have tentatively, you know, kind of slotted you in these places. So you see both from a career mapping mm -hmm. to, oh, I, I might see myself at Fort Liberty. Oh, yeah. my next assignment might be at Fort Moore. So again, starting to get a little bit of a predictability in a family, a soldier. So, right. so the decisions are not, man, I don't know what I'm gonna get next time. Now, hey, there's, sure. a, there's a likelihood of me you know, on this yeah. path. Yeah. Assignment after next in this That's market right. decision cycle. Yeah. I right. think job-wise as well, you know, if you're looking forward, what can I do now that prepares me for my position, potential Absolutely. position in three, five years? That's fantastic. That's great. Um, you mentioned COP, Common Operating Pictures, with units. And so I've, I haven't been an S1 for many, many years. So that's a new thing too, right? Yes. Okay. So, so and, and we have a tool that kind of helps us right now. So IPSA is the integrated personnel system, right? So, right. so we're all in there. We don't have EDAS. We don't have top, well, we still have topness a little bit. So we're not separate anymore. We have a system that shows everybody, right? So how, how we use that, that common operation, operating picture is important, right? So a commander can see himself much better today than he ever could before, if the data's right, mm -hmm. right? So, so part of, of, I think, our mandate is to make sure that we continue to fix data when we see data gets, gets skewy or what other data might we need to make better informed decisions, both from a command perspective and from an assignment perspective? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those who, you, you can't see the podcast, but uh, TAD and FSD are continue to make motions that we work together, yep. right? We is us. Um, okay, so, but right, this all describes how we, how we got to AUSA and kind of those um, directions from leaders, how we are working towards that in the future. Um, so uh, one thing that I wanted to note that the Secretary of the Army said um, at AUSA last month, she said, we must continue to embrace innovation and transformation or risk failing to address future threats. She continued on addressing quality of life changes, technological advancement, and future plans, and in conclusion she said, 
All of these people are helping us, the Army, to be all we can be, to push the envelope of innovation, to realize each soldier's individual potential, to overcome challenges, and to look to the future. My question was, how did TAD and FS do that independently and yet simultaneously? I think that's what we've been discussing here. Um, but if you have anything else to add, I think, I think we are doing that. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, quality, let's talk quality of life. Um, we, we can help impact that from a TAD perspective, from an assignments perspective. Um, based off of the reason we started the markets is, is it provides a voice of the, the soldier and the family on here's what I would like to do. Um, and we work really hard on that. And I think the better we get on, uh, the better we use technology to get to see that faster and, and more improved, the quality of life, I think, for our soldiers and our families will improve um, over time uh, once we are able to get there. Um, I, d I don't know if we do a lot independently uh, to get after things because we all use the same tools that we're trying to develop into the future so we can see the common operating picture at the same time um, so that we can, you know, be able to collaborate on how we're seeing that common operating picture at the same time as well. Um, I think, um, you know, I, I agree. I think we're doing that. Uh, and we'll continue to try to bring that in, you know, with the career mapping tool, for example, that we talked about, or, you know, how do we, how do, we do, do those type of things into the future? I, th I, think, you know, I think we answered that one. You know, I think that's, so, so on the enlisted side, if you go back two years before we had markets, we were putting on people on assignments every single day. Mm -hmm. We had a cycle from, uh, a cycle that was always going. So now, right, predictability, realizing yeah. soldier potential, Mm -hmm. uh, we, that market's now nine to 12 months out, eight to 12 months out, that we're, we're identifying people to be in a market, to go in and preference in a market, and then slate them and put them on orders. I think you guys are nine to 12 months too. So a little bit of predictability, right? So that's, that's helping a family decide, you know, how and what to do. Uh, knowing more about a person, right? If you, back in the day when we had all these disparate systems, finding those KSBs or finding those unique pieces and parts of soldier potential was very hard. And the harder it is, the less we look, right? I think, again, in IFSA, as it matures, we'll be able to find those individual, you know, skills, knowledges, and abilities that we need mm -hmm. uh, much easier to yeah. allow us to make better decisions uh, for, for the soldier and for, you know, Army readiness. Sure. Okay, great. Um, um, so we've, we've already kind of answered the questions for AUSA. So I want to get to a couple others, and if, if you can help me with these. Um, what feedback have you got from customers or received from customers about these changes that have been implemented? Is it too early to get that feedback, or have you already received some? So I don't, I don't think it's too early. So we've, we've, I've received some feedback. Well, first, I'll, I'll lead off with this. We're still educating, right? We're still educating every inside. day. Outside. Too. Outside. Educating yeah. outside, inside. Uh, every time we, we talk to somebody that comes and visits, whether it's a sure. unit commander or whatever, um, senior officer, official, we're still educating um, to, to say, hey, here's what we do um, collectively. Really focus, and we educate about all HRC, but really focus on what we've, how we've changed into TAD and how we've changed into FSD. Um, and... The feedback I've got when I briefed that, they were like, okay, 
because most of the folks I've talked to have grown up as commanders and have had to call HRC. And so, for example, if I wanted to talk something on the enlisted side, I had to, to, mm -hmm. to break contact and contact and figure out who the PUC is over here. But then if I have an officer issue, I had to break contact and come over here. So the feedback is like, okay, why hasn't that happened sooner? Now I have sure. a one-stop shop, and if I have an issue to talk about the people in one of one branch, regardless of rank, I have one POC I can call mm -hmm. and talk about that. And I'm, I'm assuming it's probably the same on that. So that's, that's some of the feedback. And I, I think also um, the G1s out in the force have seen how we reorganize and how we're attacking um, uh, the one-stop shop uh, where they're, they've once had enlisted and officer and one officer. Sure. They've kind of done similar type of reorganizations to try to get after efficiencies and those type of things because the system, IPS A, allows us to do that because we're now all underneath one umbrella um, and we can see everybody at the same time. Anything? No, I think that's right. So, so but change is always hard. Sure. Right, and and we're yeah. we're doing some massive changing, not sure. simply from for change to change. It's to how do we, like we talked about for the last ten minutes. Right. Uh, but change is hard, right? And and outside change is hard, right? So when someone used to call, you know, a person, that person now says, well, it's not me anymore, mm -hmm. because we have, have split up the talent management, the face, from the unit, and, and you know, so the feedback is, oh, I'm not sure who I'm I'm supposed to call. Well, over time, you know, that's, again, it's a culture change that I don't pick up the phone and call the branch because I didn't get my recs in the market. That's not a branch discussion anymore. Sure. Uh, but I, I think that's the feedback. Who do I call? And I think slowly but surely we're spreading that message. I had a regimental here today that we had an hour-long discussion on just that. Hey, if I need to answer this question, ah, that's FSD. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which leads me into my next question of if someone or what are the ways that customers can get in touch? Are we, are we thinking website, know who your talent managers are? What, That's right. How can I guide folks to get to your departments? So I, I think, you know, we're, we're updating our HRC website to make sure we have the right points of contacts and, and how we reorganize. Um, our career manager, so w what I would tell you from the TAD side is our career manager has never changed, right? It's just now we all fall underneath one umbrella, right? Mm -hmm. So the point of contacts have always been the point of contacts. So that l luckily those have not changed. We may have transitioned out the people, but the contact numbers have changed. And then as part of our transition, we'll reach back out to the population that we manage. If I'm a career manager saying, hey, I'm your new career manager. Let me introduce myself, those type of things. Um, we reach out via Teams. We reach out via... Um, email, we reach out via phone, we reach out via, sometimes we try to f get a hold of somebody on Facebook messaging or whatever the case may be. Um, I know across uh, all of TAD, uh, we're posting uh, information on our uh, branch websites, uh, branch Facebook pages, um, those type of things. Um, and I think that's something that we're continuing to improve across HRC is how do we engage? Mm -hmm. um, how do we make sure that we're engaging with the right messages? Um, and I know we've talked about that before, is making sure we're all on the same page of music on what we're talking about and, and who we're talking to. We go out and do we go out and do visits. We visit units, ask us to come out and, and visit them. Um, we go talk to commanders inside PCCs. Um, and you name you name it. We're trying to make sure we're getting the message out there on what's happening, um, what's what's the environment look like. If we're in the marketplace window, what's happening with the market. Um, you know, and then and then folks say, "Hey, I need to talk to you about so and so. You know, how are how are they doing? What can I recommend them for in career development? Those type of things." 
Um, I think it's pretty good. It's always an improve because that's something we got to continue to get better at, especially as our systems change. Um, so we're, we're in the process of developing a new tool um, where a career manager, really anybody, can see a soldier dashboard and I can pull up your information and see information about you. Um, and then I have the ability to hit the button and I can send you a Teams message right there, right? And we can have, we can have a quick dialogue, right? Okay. And I can capture our, our conversation uh, and we have it archived. Sure. Uh, so we, you know, we, I, I think we're doing that very well, um, but always, always need to improve, right? Yeah, and I, I think Will is right. So our website today is still, if you look on it, still E&O. The people under there, Infantry Branch, is still Infantry Branch doing Infantry Branch stuff. So if you have a question, the, the first person, the first point of contact should be the career manager. If you're a soldier out there and you got a question, contact your, uh, your career manager mm -hmm. on the O or the E. You know, now, once we reorganize the, the website, it would be in a much more succinct, easy to find. But the same people are doing the same thing, perhaps just in a different, you know, under yep. a different organization. Um, and yes, so I, I would encourage us to use career managers. I mean, Facebook, we're, we're monitoring you know, the, the social media, but to get a, a real bottom line truth, contact career manager. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, what about any final comments? Anything that we didn't discuss that you want to share? So I, I'll go first and yeah. you can finish it yeah. up because you're good. You're good at that. He is, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah good. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're doing this, this, this reorganization, sure. right? As, as you're in the field, uh, I think we all understand we are not, you know, perfect, right? So like, you know, we started in the beginning. If you have a comment, send them to us. If we can create a better experience or something that you asked and didn't get answered because one, we didn't know it or you couldn't find it, don't be hesitant to, to send me a note or send, you know, HRC a note because we want, we're working for you, right? So that, that mm -hmm. is our, you know, our vision is we're customer centric and you are a customer. Mm -hmm. And I just leave it at that. So the thing I think I would add to that is um, not just talking to our audience outside of HRC, but I'll talk to the audience inside HRC. Um, I, the environment we have right now within the Army is more complex than it's ever been, especially on the human resource side, right? So we got a brand new system across the entire Army that everybody's trying to learn, everybody's trying to understand. Um, many friction points that they're trying to iron out, whether you're a career manager, you're S1 in a battalion, or you're the G1 at some three-star general staff, right? Um, so, uh, you know, everybody needs to continue to be patient. Uh, everybody needs to continue to understand the environment that's operating around them. We're, we are um, less resources today than we've had in, in past years, whether it's people resources, money resources, what have you. Um, within HRC, I think, I think really the message is um, we we kind of reorganized as we uh, implemented a new system, um, as we uh, started to implement this vision for HRC, uh, and I think it's important that you know it's not over. Um, it's just a start. We got to continue to uh, understand, get bottom up refinement from our workforce as they see things, as they encounter things, um, as we develop this vision going forward. Um, and it, it is a lot of um, a, a lot of work and, and refinement and culture change now. Uh, but once we get through this, I think over the next year, two to three years, we're going to see the, the fruits of our labor um, into the future. Uh, and so that would kind of be my closing message on kind of where, we, where we've come, why we're in our organizations now, and kind of what we're looking towards in the future. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you so much, gentlemen, both. I appreciate your time today. My guests today were Colonel Will Arnold and Mr. Mark Russo, two Army leaders whose number one priority here at Army Human Resources Command is putting soldiers first. The annual AUSA meeting provides the opportunity for the Army's senior leaders to share their priorities and vision for the future with the force and encourages important conversations about how we here at HRC can continue improving our processes and become more customer-centered, the soldiers, families, and units. As always, we invite you to stay in touch with HRC by visiting us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Allie Scott, and this is your personnel file. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.